Our scripture reading this morning is going to come from Acts chapter 16, verse 1 through 10. And so I invite you to open up in your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 16, verse 1 through, 1 through 10. And as we, as we read it, I'll just kind of give a little foreshadowing. The thing that stands out to me as we're reading through this is the way that God is at work, kind of behind the scenes, orchestrating things for his greater purposes. And we're going to read about Paul, and Paul uh, has to trust in what God is doing. He has to trust God each step along the way. He has to trust that God knows what God is doing so that he might follow. And, and I think it reveals to us ways that God might be working in our lives uh, that we don't, oftentimes don't see in the moment. But, but when we look back, we can look back and say, oh, I, I saw how God was being faithful. I saw how God was leading me. And hopefully that gives us the kind of courage to trust him with whatever our next step might be in life, with whatever it is that God has for us uh, in this particular season, in this particular time in life. So we're reading in Acts chapter 16, beginning here in verse 1. It says that Paul went on also to Derby and to Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him. And he took him and he had him circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places. For they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went from town to town, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. I say thanks be to God. So as we're reading this passage, we see that Paul is setting off on what's oftentimes called his second missionary journey. This is kind of the second trip that he's taken to visit all the different churches throughout the area. Uh, The first trip that he took was with his mentor, Barnabas. Uh, they went around and they visited all the churches. They stopped in uh, the synagogues and they proclaimed Jesus to the Jewish people who were gathered there. On this second trip, uh, he's now taking silence, Silas with him and he's, he's going to go check in on them. Uh, I've got a map because I want to highlight a couple of things. This map, uh, if you can kind of make it out. This is Paul's first trip. This is the trip that he took with Barnabas. And as you're looking at it, what I want to highlight is that the furthest west they make it on this map is a city called Antioch. In Pisidia. I don't know if you can read the names or not, if they're big enough for you, but, but that's kind of the furthest point west, and it's in uh, what's now modern-day Turkey uh, is kind of where that's located at. And their whole trip uh, has been visiting Jewish synagogues, telling Jewish people about the good news of Jesus. And what it tells us uh, in kind of the verses right before the ones that we read is that Paul and Silas are setting off on this kind of trip. Their plan, their focus, their mission is to visit with these churches that they've already visited. They're going to go around to all of these places and encourage them to to help strengthen them in the faith. They just want to, to visit the places they've already been. 
And so as Paul and Silas head off, that's their mission. But as they get underway, God has some other things in mind for them. Uh, God has a greater purpose for them than what they could imagine, a, a, greater, a greater purpose, a greater mission than what they knew when they set out. Uh, and so I've got another map here. It shows uh, Paul's second trip. Uh, you can see that up there. And you kind of see they, they, they went off course a little bit, right? <laughs> it's a different path than they had on the first trip. They go all the way past Antioch and Pisidia, through the rest of Turkey and over to Macedonia and Achaia, which is in modern-day Greece. And, and Scripture tells us that eventually they, they head to the province of Macedonia because God calls them there in a vision. Uh, but, but what stands out is that God doesn't give them this vision to go to Macedonia on the front end. Right? Their vision is not to go all the way that far west. It's not to go into this other land, into this other place. Their mission when they start out is to visit the churches they've already visited. Paul doesn't have all of this mapped out. He doesn't have the road ahead laid out for him in advance. Now, I, I happen to believe that God knew that he was going to take them to Macedonia. That that's where God wanted them to go. But he didn't tell Paul on the front end all of this. He didn't lay the whole journey out in front of him. Paul had to follow each step along the way. He had to trust God with the next step and then the next step and the next step to get to where God wanted him to go. And I think this is the, this is the life, this is the way that, that we follow God. This is the way life is when we are following God. That God doesn't give us the whole map at once. He doesn't paint the whole picture and lay it out for us on the front end. Probably because if he did, we would find a way to mess it up, <laughs> right? If, if God laid out everything for us from start to finish and showed us all the places in between, all the ways that we would travel, all the ways that we would go, we'd find a way to mess it up. I would find a way to mess it up. Like I would find a way where I would make the trip about myself instead of about God, to make the journey throughout life about me. I would find a way to try to take back control and say, well, no, God, not this, not this, not this. I want this over here. I would find a way to mess up what God's plans for me are. I would think that maybe somehow I had something better in mind than what God did. But God invites us to take one step at a time, to take one step of faith along the way. And throughout that journey, God will open doors. He'll close some doors and some opportunities. He'll bring people into our path for a season, some for a lifetime that'll be there for us to encourage us, to help us grow, to help us move from one step on to the next I think this is what we see highlighted within Paul's second journey as he's taking this trip as he's traveling. All right, so Paul and Silas, they're they are in Antioch, if we still have the map up. Uh, they're way over on the, the right side of the map, all the way uh, to the east. And they're leaving Antioch. They travel through Syria and Cilicia. They strengthen the churches, and it says then they stop in a city called Lystra. And while they're in Lystra, they meet a young man by the name of Timothy. When they meet Timothy... God puts something on Paul's heart. He says, you need to take Timothy along with you on this journey. It doesn't tell us why. It doesn't tell us necessarily what's significant or special about Timothy. It doesn't tell us that, well, Timothy is a great teacher. And so Paul decided that he needed to take him. It doesn't say, you know, Timothy just had a way with words. He was a great speaker, a great preacher. And so God said, Paul, you need to take him. It just says that, that Paul knew that he needed to take, he wanted to take Timothy with him. The one kind of thing that's interesting that it mentions uh, is that Timothy has a Jewish mother and a Greek father. 
Now, that probably doesn't mean much to Paul in that moment, right? Why does it matter to him that, that uh, Timothy has a Greek father? It doesn't, it doesn't really say a whole lot because Paul's mission, Paul's trip, Paul's journey is to visit Jewish people. So having a Greek father doesn't seem to matter. Uh, in fact, Paul has Timothy circumcised, which just as an aside, that probably had to be something very painful for Timothy. It showed a lot of faith for him to go through that process, uh, to, travel with, to travel with Paul. But Paul has him circumcised because he wanted him to be more presentable, more uh, in connection with the Jewish people they would be visiting. But God had something else in mind. God was already putting things in motion for when they would travel over to Macedonia, which is in modern-day Greece. I, I think... God is having Timothy come along on this journey because Timothy has this Greek background. He has some way in which he's going to be able to relate to the people in Greece that they're eventually going to go see. They don't know this in the moment, but God is placing him in the path at that particular time for something that God has planned later on. I think this is one of the things that God does within our lives. God will put people in your path for a particular season for your good and for his purposes. And sometimes it might be somebody that we've met before and we just didn't click or gel in that particular time. But in this new season in life, that person is there to help us grow, to help encourage us to be a part of our journey. Uh, it could be somebody that you've never met before and they show up and there's just something within you says, you know what, I need to, I need to latch on to this person. I, I need this person as a part of my team, a part of my life going forward. And you just make that connection and you go on, something clicks and you know that God is working in that moment, if only for a season. You have to trust him with that connection, with that relationship to take that step. I mean, I, there's several people in my life that I could think of, uh, people who were there for a season, people who were there for a particular reason, people that I met along the way that had a particular thing that God wanted in me and for me that I would have never, I would have never thought of on my own, but God had set them aside for a particular time. There was a good friend that I had from college. Uh, we had gone to high school together. I was a few years older than him. And when we were in high school, uh, we, we didn't necessarily get along. We didn't associate at all. We weren't friends. And actually, we had gotten to a fight. And, and I didn't know this, but he held that grudge against me for many, many years. And so even though we went to the, we went to the same high school, ended up going to the same college, like we didn't have any connection. We didn't have any conversations. We didn't talk at all. And as I've shared before, my, my first few years of college were a bit of a mess, right? I kind of lived a little bit on the wild side, went through my, my own kind of just issues and challenges and problems, things that I was struggling with, uh, my friend or this guy who would become my friend, uh, he was kind of a, a straight arrow, right? I mean, he did, he did the right thing. He was, he was a good guy. He was a good person. Uh, he was faithful in his walk with Christ. Uh, he stayed out of all the party scenes. He did all of the right things. When I gave my life to Christ, whenever I decided, you know what, I've, I've had enough of my mess, the, the mess of life that I was making, uh, he was the person that I called and he would have never have been somebody that I would have called outside of that. He, there was no friendship before that moment. We hadn't spent any time together, but God placed him in my mind, placed him in my heart and said, Hey, maybe you should call him and, and invite him to just walk along with you for this time. As you're trying to get your life put back together, as you're trying to leave behind some of these habits, some of these hangups, some of these things that, that aren't good within your life, you need him to be a part of your journey. And I called him up and I said, Hey, you know, I, I need somebody who's going to walk with me. Who's going to help me uh, to be accountable. Who's going to help me to make good choices. Who's going to encourage me. And he said, yes. 
It was a step of faith for him. It was a step of faith for me because there was no connection. And, and honestly, I didn't know that he, that he hated me <laughs> until a little bit later on. He said, you know what? Like, I, 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 used to, I used to hate you. I had all this against you. I was like, I never knew. But God placed him in my life at that particular time for that season. And he became somebody that helped me to grow. I mean, I'm not sure that I would, have, that I would be in this place right now if it wasn't for God putting him in my life in that season at that time. A few years later, uh, I had graduated college, and I was trying to figure out what God wanted me to do in my life. And, and I was working uh, as a sexton at a church. I was doing some of the cleaning. I was helping the facilities manager with, with some of the odd jobs that needed to be done around the church. And one day, uh, we went over to the food pantry partner that this church was connected with. Uh, and we were taking some food over there, and he wanted me to meet the director of the food pantry because that person was, was leaving. And I was like, well, this will be a good opportunity for me. Maybe being this director of this food pantry, helping people in my community, that was something that was on my heart and I wanted to be a part of that. And so I said, maybe this is the thing that God has for me. And so we go and I start talking to this person. And as I'm talking to this director who's leaving, uh, she says, well, you know, actually the church uh, that I go to, the church that I'm working at, uh, that I'm leaving this job to go and work full time at, they're looking for a youth director. And when she said that, I was like, well, that's, that's nice. Like, <laughs> That's, that's not what I want to do. I don't, I don't think this is what God has for me. I don't think being a youth director is, is, that's not my mission. That's not my calling. That's not my purpose. But she said, you know what? Well, why don't you just apply and, and you could interview, you could talk with our pastor a little bit more about it. And so, so I did, you know, there was something in my heart that just said, you know what? Maybe you should just, maybe you should just have the conversation, see where it leads, see where it goes, see what happens next. And I did. And each step along the way, as I had a conversation and the next conversation, the next conversation, it's like, well, you know what? This, this feels right. This feels like the direction that God wants me to go. And eventually I took that job as a youth director there. And I ended up spending a little over four years there. And, and I feel like God used that experience, uh, the people that I met there to help me grow in ways that I wasn't even aware of that I needed to grow. It helped me to grow tremendously. Hopefully I did some good things while I was there. I don't know. That's probably debatable, but but it was, it was a part of my journey where God placed this person in my life at just the right time to help me take the next step that I needed to take to get me where God was desiring and calling me to go. All because I was interested in a different job, a different role, but curious enough to listen when God nudged my heart. And because this person who had become a friend of mine was willing to listen to what God put on her heart and just say, hey, you should come apply for this job. And there might be Somebody in your life right now uh, that God has placed in your life for this season. There's a greater purpose to the relationship than you might even know right now, but they're there as a part of God's plan to grow you, uh, a part of God's plan to, to use you, to help you, to accomplish something bigger than what you could even dream or think about. You have to be willing to listen to that voice from God that, that pushes you into their path and says, yes. You have to be willing to listen to that voice from God that says, hey, you know, this is somebody that maybe you should connect with a little bit more. This is somebody who I want, I want you to invest a little bit more time with. And maybe, maybe it's for you and maybe it's also for them. Maybe there's somebody who God has put in your path right now because there's something greater that God has for them. And you have a part to play in their journey and their growth and their mission to bring about God's goodness and God's best for them. It's a step of faith. That's a step of trust to go with God. But it's a step that he invites us to take. Now back in our, our scripture passage, we read about Paul and Timothy and Silas. 
They're heading off on their journey together. It says in verse 6, They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Verse 7 and 8 continue, When they had come opposite of Mycenae, they attempted to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. And if our map is still, if we can get our map back up here, you can kind of see this is an interesting path. Uh, there's uh, this place in the green territory, uh, Antioch and Pisidia. And instead of going down into this purple area at the bottom where there's all these dots, all these cities, they go up to the north. It's saying that God wouldn't let them speak the word in Asia. Uh, that, is that, that province was called Asia. God wouldn't let them speak there. The Holy Spirit wouldn't allow them. Paul's just like, I'm going to go to the next city over and I'm going to tell those people about Jesus. I'm going to go to this next city right over here. And I'm just going to talk to people, uh, share the good news of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit says, no. And I imagine that has to be confusing for Paul. You know, why is God stopping me from going here? I'm just trying to do this mission that I've set out on. I'm just trying to do what I think he's called me to. But God is saying no. God is saying no. We, we talked a little bit on Wednesday. We wonder what this was like, right? I mean, was there this invisible wall? And so he would just like bump up against it. <laughs> was it kind of like, uh, you know, earlier we read about this guy who had teleported. <laughs> the Holy Spirit had just moved him from one location. So every time Paul would try to walk into Asia, God would just pick him up and say no. And so... <laughs> Or was it just something in his heart where he's just like, you know what? I don't, I don't think God wants me to go here. But, but God was, was closing those doors in Asia. He said, nah, this isn't the place for you. This isn't the time for you. God was leading him and directing him. And so he, he heads up to the north. Uh, and you can see north of where that red line goes is a province called Bithynia. And, and so Paul's like, okay, well, maybe God is sending me to Bithynia. God says, No. Uh, this isn't the place either. The Holy Spirit wouldn't let him proclaim the word in Bithynia. And so he just keeps traveling. He just keeps going. And he finds his way to Troas. Troas is a, is a port city. Uh, you can kind of see it here on the left-hand side at the top. And it's just kind of a hop, skip, and a jump from there to Macedonia. Which is where God eventually calls Paul to go. Now, if God would have told Paul... Way back over here, he was sending him to Macedonia. If he would have had that vision to go to Macedonia when he was way over on the eastern side of the, the, the country, the eastern side of the region, it probably would have been a much harder trip for Paul to take on, a much harder trip for him to think about. Uh, he, he wasn't going to be ready. But once he made it to Troas, once God had closed these other doors, closed these other opportunities, and led him over to this new place, and God said, hey, now's the time to go to Macedonia. It's like, oh, okay. I can just hop on a boat and I can get there. God had this plan all along, this journey laid out all along, but Paul had to take those steps of faith. God is stopping them from traveling certain places, preventing them from having certain jobs, saying, no, this opportunity is not for you, so that he can lead them to the place he wants them to go. And I think this is one of those things that oftentimes in life that we struggle with. We, we see the things in front of us, the opportunities that are around us, the, the things that at times look like they're too good to pass up. Places where we say, God, I just, I just want that thing over there. God, I just want, I just want that job over there. God, I, I just want that house over there. I want to be in that place. Doesn't that look good? God, don't, isn't this what you have for me? God, I, I just want this. Isn't this what you have for me? And God says, no. And God closes the door. 
And, and I think when that happens in our life, there's times when we can get downright, you know, pouty about it. We can do our, our adult pouting <laughs> where we're just kind of complaining like, man, well, this is, this isn't fair. <laughs> why does this person get this? Why don't I get this? Why, 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 why? We get down about it. And there's times when we get mad at God about it. Like, God, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Why are you not, why are you not letting this happen? God, I thought you were working for my good. Why can't I have that? God, I thought you wanted good things for me. Why can't I have that job? God, I thought you wanted to bless me. Why can't I have that house? God, I, I just, why can't I be in that place? And the questions go on and on and on, but God has something better in mind. God has a different mission, a different vision in mind for us. God has a bigger picture. We don't see all the steps that are laid out for us, but God is, is closing doors at times within our life because he has something bigger in mind for us. And if we fight through that closed door, if we try to, you know, I'm just going to kick it down and I'm going to push through it myself, we miss out on what God really has for us. If we, if we give up because the door is closing, uh, if we lose faith, if we lose trust and we just give up because we're not sure how the journey is going to end, we can miss out on the things that God really has for us, the good that God truly desires for us because we just, we're not willing to take that step. You know, when I was, uh, when I was at Duke, I had the opportunity to pastor uh, a small church. Uh, it was an opportunity to, to get a little bit of experience, uh, an opportunity to work so I could try to provide for my family. Uh, and whenever I heard about the, the job, when I heard about the opportunities, there were about four or five different churches that they were looking to fill. And so I applied, I interviewed, and I had my, I had my hopes set on a few of those churches. And there were some of those churches where I was just like, God, please don't send me there. Uh, I don't want to go there. I'm not going there. And I, and I tried to interview in a way that indicated that, <laughs> that these were the places that I wanted to go. And I still remember the conversation when the district superintendent at that time calls me and he says, uh, well, hey, we want you to go to this church. And it was a church that was out in the country and nothing, I have nothing against the country now, but I, I was not a country boy, uh, country living, uh, being in a community that's way far, 15, 20, 30 minutes from a grocery store, surrounded by tobacco fields, was not me. That was not what I wanted. That was not the place that I wanted to go. I, I tried to Google the church to look up some information about it, and the only website that came up was findagrave.com. And I was like, see, <laughs> this is what you're doing to me, God. This is... That's where you're going. And, and so I almost said no. I almost told him no. Like, I, I'm not going to take this. This isn't for me. I wanted to go to the city. I wanted to go to, to a different place. A place where I would feel more comfortable. But, but eventually I said, you know what? I, I, need, I need this, this job. My family needs it. Uh, I'm going to trust that maybe God has something in mind that, that I can't imagine. So I'm going to take the step of faith and I'm going to move in this place where I feel like God is, is calling me, even though it's not where I want to go. And, and all I can say is that God knew what he was doing. I mean, my, my plan, even in saying yes to God was, well, I'll just go there for two years. I'll be done with school and then I'll move back and I'll, I'll move to Florida and I'll, and I'll leave and then I'll just kind of wash my hands and be done with it. And I ended up staying there for, for four years, uh, a year beyond my, the time when I graduated, um, because this church, when I went there, loved my family well. They surrounded us. 
uh, with this community of, of people who cared for us, who showed us what it meant to be a family together, that showed us what it meant to be a community, that showed us what it meant to be a church. And they taught me how to, how to love better. They taught me how to be a better person, how to be a better father, uh, how to be a better husband, how to be a better pastor. They, they grew me as a pastor. They grew me as a person. And it's a church and people who still have such a big piece of our heart to this day. And I went there because God closed other doors. Because God closed down other opportunities and said, this is the path. And I only ended up there, only had that experience, only had that surrounding of care because... probably, Well, probably it was more not my faith, but probably more I just needed it. But, but I like to think... That there was a step of faith that said, you know what, God, I'm going I'm to trust you in this moment. That you somehow know what you're doing beyond what I do and that you're going to work something out for your good if I go here. And as we go through life, I, I feel like there's times when God does this in our lives. Where there's opportunities that he closes and doors that he opens because he has something better for us. Because ultimately God knows what is good for us. And he knows what is good for others. And so he puts us in places if we're willing to take that step of faith and trust him as he leads, as he opens the door. Even if it's just for a season, as we trust him, he invites us to take that next step and to follow him. For his mission, for his glory, for our good. And I would like, you know, I would like for life to have it all mapped out. I would like to know not just the next step in front of me, but I'd like to know two steps and three steps and four steps down the road. I would love to be able to see what it's going to look like, you know, 30, 40 years from now. Ten, I would love to know what it's going to look like next year. And there's so many times where I wish God would just say, not just take this next step, but after you take this step, this is what's going to happen. And, and maybe it's just really because I, I feel like I'm more in control. I feel like that's the thing that, that I tend to want is to be in control. If we're honest, that's probably what a lot of us want. But most of the time, God doesn't give us that much of the picture. He just gives us one step at a time. He gives us what we can handle, what we can take in that moment, one step along the way, one step so that we don't make a mess of it, one step so that if we prove ourselves trustworthy in this step, that another one opens up for us, the next opportunity opens up for us. And God's inviting each of us to take that next step of faith. That when he brings that person into your life, and you're not sure why, but you just have this feeling in your spirit that you need to make that connection. It might just be God preparing you for the next step that he has for you. It might be God using you to help that person take their next step. But when God places that person in your heart, in your life, and you know that you need to form that bond, that connection, take that step of faith. Take that risk and trust that God's going to work in it. God's inviting you. To trust him when he closes doors and opportunities, things that you thought that you really wanted. To trust that he has something better for you. To trust that, that he has something for you that you might not even realize that you want or that you need. But as you take that step of faith, God shows up and you realize when you look back, man, that is just what I needed at just that time. And I'm in a much better place because I, I trusted God enough to take that step. To trust that when the door closes, God has a greater mission and purpose in mind so that you can take that next step of faith with him. So I wonder where God is asking you to trust him this morning. All right, in this season of life, wherever it is that you find yourself, what is God asking you to trust him with? 
What step of faith is God inviting you to take? So as we sing our closing song this morning, uh, I'm going to invite you to spend the time in prayer. I mean, you can stand and sing. You can come and spend some time at, at our prayer rails. But I want you to spend that time praying, thinking about, you know, what is it that you need to trust God with this morning? What is it in your life that you need to place in his hand? Something that you need to let go of your control over and just trust him with. I invite you to do that this morning. Or, or maybe this morning... Maybe you're not sure what the next step is. Maybe it looks a little bit fuzzy. Uh, Maybe the future seems a little bit cloudy, a little bit uncertain. Ask God to show you what's what's this next step that you want me to take. Who's this person that you're trying to put in my life right now? What's this door that you're closing? And help me to trust you that there's another door that's opening up. To invite him to show you where that is within your life. I want you to take some time this morning and to put that next step into his hands. To trust that he is good. The trust that God is working for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purposes. He's working for good within your life. He has a greater purpose in your life and for this world than what we could even imagine in this moment. So let's pray together and then I'll invite us to stand and sing. God, we do thank you that you have good plans for us. That we can trust in the plans that you have for us. And though we might not know and fully understand all the reasons why things happen, we can trust that you are working it out for our good. That you are leading us, that you are guiding us, inviting us to take that step of faith with you. So Lord, help us to trust even where we haven't seen yet that you are working. To, to trust even where we haven't seen that there is something greater that you have in store for us. As we walk in, in, in your ways, as we walk in, in light of your love and your grace. Pray that you'll strengthen us, renew us, give us that faith this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.